Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Countout. Today we're gonna look at because we did this before already with they, with WWE. We did. So I don't want anybody coming at us saying, "Oh, you guys are a WWE sweaties." No, they got the, this treatment first. We're gonna talk about, especially in light of Jade Cargill moving on to what she seemingly considers greener pastures. If this does come to pass, ball drops. From AEW, our WWE list uh, dropped a couple weeks ago, or like a month ago or so, something like that. And so, uh, and so today we're gonna take a look at hey, wrestlers at AEW, no excuses, should have done better on. Yeah, way better, way better, way much better, better. absolutely. Anyways, let's go ahead and kick this list off with number ten. Ten, Cody, 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 flipping roads. Hold on though, hold on. Hold up. What? Like, he's a two-time TNT champ. He he started the company. Yeah. Why is this a ball drop? I have the answer for that. Personally, do you... Why do you think Cody was a ball drop from AEW? Uh, So, here's... This is probably... Let me double-check here. This is the one entry that it could probably be blamed on the actual talent. It could. It could, (laughs) but... I think Cody kind of dropped the ball with Cody. He wrote himself out of the world title picture. That was a huge mistake in hindsight. Interestingly, early AEW um, wanted to not focus on E, on the AEW, and and it felt like the EVPs, Kenny, Cody, the Bucks, um, were trying to keep the focus on everybody else so as to not appear i guess like that there was a conflict of interest like oh we're in charge we don't want people are going to revolt against us yeah if we're booking ourselves to the moon when in fact people people just wanted to see the elite they did they did i I understand they don't want to seem like they were booking their own territory this was a vanity project they started this promotion with tony khan just to get themselves over i understand that right same time it is all elite wrestling yeah, the, the their fan base followed them to this new company, mm-hmm. and Cody at the time could make the case back in late 2018, early 2019, to be one of, if not the most over baby faces in all of wrestling. He was yeah. enormously over. Yeah, 
he no- yeah. obviously not as over as he is now, arguably because he's a WB, it's a larger platform. Um, but still, astronomically over. And if he doesn't want to win the AW World Championship, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get the reasoning behind it. But to take mm-hmm. himself out of title contention, full stop, within the first mm-hmm. what year of the, the company's existence, was a massive yeah. mistake because there's so many storylines that he can't get involved in. Right. Yeah. You know, and I know he guys, yeah. seemingly he made it a, 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 a point to elevate the TNT title to kind of be the one B to the world titles one A. Mm-hmm. And you know he had two solid reigns with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, uh, Brody Lee with the reign. You had Miro hold the title for a spell. You had Darby Allen. His first run was really good. It was, yeah. You know, and that period of the TNT title, you can make the case that it might not exactly been one B to the one A of the world title, but it was close. It was main eventing yeah, dynamites. Yeah. That oh, belt yeah, at the time was booked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but after Cody. Uh, uh, ended his second run. Yeah, second. Do you have the TNT tell three times? He did have the TNT tell three I times. I think it was three times because there was times. that weird bit with him and Sammy. Sammy, exactly. End, yeah. After he dropped it the second time, he was just cast adrift. And as we put it, Cody Island, Yeah, where he was in stories with, you know, Nightmare Academy, uh, 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 the Nightmare Academy crew. Yeah. It just seemed like it was a very small group of wrestlers that were invited to be in stories with him on Cody Island that existed apart from everything else that was going on in AEW. He didn't like interact with the rest of the elite at all. And I'll be honest with you, I and, and I don't know if the two things are are as linked as you're kind of suggesting they are. It's entirely possible. I don't necessarily think that it was like mutually exclusive. I I kind of feel like he could have written himself out of the title scene and still acted like he was a part of the company, right? Yeah, totally, totally. And he tried to deal with the TNT title, but it seemed, and again, this is one of those things that I, I, I do believe when Cody writes, you know how like whenever presidential candidates write like a book before they run, if Cody gets into politics, he might write a book before then. He might... Reg- Cody seems like the guy to write a memoir anyways. Yeah, yeah. And I get the feeling that even though it'll probably be super diplomatic, he will probably spill some more on the Tony Khan or whatever issue he had in AEW. Mm-hmm. And and I think he's even sort of spoke on this a little bit before. I wonder if the ball drop with Cody, uh, there, there's two things. Number one, I do kind of think that his philosophy of what he wanted weekly television to, to be was different than what the 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 rest of the elite and maybe even Tony Khan wanted it to be. I'm kind of curious what the dynamic actually was there because it seemed like Cody might have been like next to Tony Khan for a lot of the time, but by the end, by the time he left, had sort of been squeezed out of the week-to-week creative. That's always been pure speculation on my part. We've only got little bits and pieces from Cody about that. But there's also... One one thing that you can look at in this entire list, at least for some of the names, is how they're used in WWE versus how they're being used in AEW. Now, you and I both think Jade, if she goes to WWE, is going to be used probably to her fullest potential, or at least mm-hmm. that's the hope. And mm-hmm. that was never the case in AEW. Mm-hmm. With Cody, I wonder if the reason why it's so different is because... In WWE, his arrival was like the first AEW high-profile guy to go there and maybe the only member of the Elite that will ever end up going there. We still don't know, but mm-hmm. at least for the next couple of years, the Elite's yeah, going to be wrapped years, up yeah. in AEW. Wouldn't shock me to see them be there long-term, depending on how things uh, pan out. Um, but WWE took all the good stuff about Cody and they amplified that like to 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 the highest degree they yeah. kept the theme song they, they they gave him all the pyro they immediately placed him in high in a high profile situation winning three matches against Seth Rollins um they made him the man and there was so much excitement about he's coming over from AEW that's a big middle finger to them yeah. and so the, he just got off on a really good foot and he didn't have to be the man and the man behind the scenes 
they just made him the man yeah. and he didn't have to worry about the behind the scenes stuff because evidently his contract took care of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and he's at this point, I'm sure he has input on his own creative, but he's not responsible from a creative standpoint. I would think outside of that, obviously, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, and no EVP duties. And I don't know if there's something that would carry over to WB seeing that I don't know how he's viewed as, or whether he's viewed as a locker room leader or not. But in AEW, he was the guy, at least based mm-hmm, on yeah. Rose the Top, where if someone had an issue with something, they went to Cody. Yeah. So Cody seemed to be an intermediary between the locker room and Tony Khan in a lot of respects based on a reality show. And you got to also wonder, <laughs> yeah, uh, you also have to wonder how much of that he really wanted to do. Like, I think he, it, it seemed obvious that he felt a burden that, man, I'm building this company, but, like, I really just kind of want to be focusing on Cody Rhodes right now, and mm-hmm. I don't really want to do that. And there was or one match really that was really to... self-evident that he just wanted to focus on Cody Rhodes right now. Yeah, it was a great match, too. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so anyways, uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes. Let's go ahead and move on. We could Let's be here all on. day talking about Cody right, Rhodes. This could be an hour-long show analyzing Cody Rhodes' departure <laughs> from AEW, I know. Let's talk about number nine. Nine. Awesome Kong. I had forgotten that Awesome Kong was in the company before I saw the, this list that you whipped up, Larson. And yeah, she is a Awesome Kong is a force to be reckoned with. Uh, have you seen any of her promos from her time in Japan? No, How she's just like cursing up a storm and, no, and being like fucking amazing. as genuine as can be. <laughs> she's a badass. Yeah. And somebody that you would think would be like kind of a no brainer. Um, and she did not stick around for very long. So there's this quote here that you dug up from uh, her interview with Chris Van Fleet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And she said, the thing is, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing the crew over at AEW, especially especially since we were just up and running. We were trying to give you something you hadn't seen, but I feel for me, I felt unheard. I wasn't in control. All I could do is say, hey, I have this idea of XYZ, and I couldn't get in the room where final decisions were made. And believe me, honey, Kia stalked that room. I would stay there after big meetings. I tried to get into the last meeting where the decisions were made. Never had a chance to. And after a while, I'm like, okay, so that's just not going to happen. So I'm not going to push it. Larson, this seems to be a continuing issue with a lot of the talent in AEW and a lot of the women, female talent there mainly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it seemingly is the case. So back in May of 2019, Awesome Kong made her debut at Double or Nothing. Um, and, uh, of course, she was involved in the Nightmare Collective story, her, Brandy, uh, Luther, Mel, you know, where they were gut- going around and cutting hair uh, off other talents. And then uh, she stepped away to go film Glow. Yeah, which she's great in. She's awesome, awesome. And then just never appeared on AEW TV again. Yeah. Contract expired June 1st of 2021. Mm-hmm. Made no effort to re-sign her, evidently, which is, you know, there was a lot of excitement when when she debuted at Double or Nothing oh, yeah. in 2019 yeah. because Awesome Kong is great. You know, if mm-hmm. you watch yeah. her work at Impact, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It is. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, it was really disappointing when they, did, like, almost immediately didn't seem to utilize her as best they could, you know, yeah. like I know the nightmare collective story was heavily criticized. Mm-hmm, yeah, um, sure. and, and again, as a situation where you have awesome Kong there, just have her go out there and, and, and have matches and drop great promos. And it's not rocket science. You have, you showcase her talents and she'll get over. She's so unique. Yeah. The presentation is off the charts. Yeah. You, you have a wreck people. It ain't difficult. Mm-mm. You have a wreck, people. How was she not like the first AEW Women's Champion? I don't know. You know, no disrespect meant to Rio, but man, like that's a that's a mountain to climb. You know, yeah, I know. So, I know. Uh, so yeah, that that was a particularly surprise. I and I totally forgotten about her, but yeah, to think they had Awesome Kong in their ranks and they did not use her anywhere near to to the way she should have been. Yeah, you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. 
You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, all right, let's go ahead and move on. Number eight. Eight. Leo Rush, the man of the hour. Larson, I remember the first time I saw Leo Rush uh, in his match against Ricochet. Oh, man. Yeah. He is the kind of guy who, like, you watch him wrestle, and you think, I didn't know wrestling could be that. AEW had him, and they lost him. Yeah. You know, he had a, a tumultuous tenure in WWE, um, left there, and, you know, seemingly wrestled on and off in the indie circuit for a spell, and then kind of out of nowhere, showed up in AEW. And I remember thinking, oh, this is awesome. Leo Rush is great. We, we thoroughly enjoyed his work in, in WWE. You go back, to, you mentioned the uh, the PWG show we were at where he wrestled Ricochet, and that story told that match was fantastic. Ricochet was the veteran. Yeah. Leo Rush, the rookie. Yeah. And Ricochet was just being super condescending to him. Working heel. Working heel, yeah. pretty much. Um, it was a really good match. And it was like, like, as mentioned, it's like, wow, I couldn't know, I didn't know someone could wrestle this fast. All the changing and movement. Yeah, the changing stuff direction stuff. It's like watching Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah or, or Rob Van Dam for the first time. It's, yeah, right. See exactly. someone in the ring that could potentially revolutionize how wrestling is done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But the, his, his speed, his quickness, the way he's putting stuff together. And and when he showed up at Double or Nothing 2021, he's the Joker in the Battle Royal. Mm-hmm. We were super excited. Yeah, right. And he was getting involved on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Big Swole, her contract expired. She on her podcast, um, very diplomatically levied some, you know, and again a diplomatic fashion, some very legitimate criticism about her time at AEW. And the thing is, is like overall she speaks glowingly of the company. Yeah, yeah she did. Yeah, she really put the company over. Mm-hmm. Mentioned some issues that needed to be corrected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in response, Tony Khan didn't attempt to sit down and hear her out. He went to Twitter and blasted her. Yeah, right. Said and that Leo Rush. her wrestling was good enough. And, yeah. Which, which and, contradicted earlier statements of his. Yes. Yeah. And so Leo Rush responded to Tony Khan, apologize. Mm-hmm, yeah. And after that, Leo Rush never appeared in AEW again. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. he and Tony did have a sit down. And I think Leo issued a statement after their meeting. Um, but he was never on TV, and then a few months later, his contract expired, and he was a free agent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ended up going to uh, to New Japan, where I mm-hmm. think he's still there. I think he still yeah. does. Yeah, he is. Is he? He's wait. This says Impact. Is he doing Impact stuff right now? That's what it says. March thirtieth, twenty twenty three. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Same too. here. Oh man, I should watch Impact once in a while. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, just a, a phenomenal talent. Yeah. Um, and and to, to think of. The stories they could have told uh, with guys like him, Darby Allen, you know, like the, the that sort of size wrestler, Ray the magic Phoenix. we could have got. Yeah, I was going to say Ray Phoenix as well, especially now that they're bringing it. You had Elio Del Vikingo come in. You got Commander there. You got uh, Bandito gravity, there. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, and they got gravity and yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff they could have done. And then you can do like the, the David and Goliath type stories as yeah. well, you know, with, with that type of wrestler. And they could just be fantastic. But uh, but yeah. Uh, evidently that situation was too much. I mean, you know, during his time in WWE, there were reports that there was some like backstage, you know, attitude issues. He seems like the kind of guy, and this is not a knock, the kind of guy who understands how talented he is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that kind of thing can rub people the wrong way, especially in a, in an industry. I would think like wrestling where you had a bunch of old vets <laughs> who were like, you got to do certain things a certain way. And you got to, yeah. you got to respect tradition and shake my hand and that kind of crap. And uh, and here comes a kid 
who uh, knows what he's got. And, uh, and you know, Vince McMahon had him, had him managing Lashley. And there was that brief moment where it was like, oh, are they going to, are they going to tell this story about how the fact that he's like a really good wrestler too? And they never really explored that. No, no. He um, went back to NXT after that. Yeah. Yeah. So I can understand like the frustration there, but um, yeah, just a, just a phenomenal talent. And yeah. if, uh, you know, I, I thought that that big swole situation was really disappointing. It was to see Tony Khan react that way. It, I thought it was a stain on his record. I really do. Oh, you know, regardless, if you have disagreements with with a wrestler, like you take the high road and you just you just shut up. Well, you, you, know? you well, I you know, you think ideally that he would reach out, get in touch with her, and discuss those issues. It felt like all the discussion was over at that point, though. It did. And that's, like, that's why I say, yeah. if she's going to say something, you, the last thing you do is say, well, I got let go over because she's a bad wrestler. Mm-hmm. Like, that was tacky. It was tacky. It was tacky. It was tacky. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, if discussion from his end is over, then say nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's move on. Number seven. Seven. Malachi Black. Now, you might be thinking, whoa, hold on a second, guys. Wait. Uh, cool entrance. Awesome uh, faction. Trios champion. Uh, feature on TV quite a bit. What's 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 the deal here? Listen, you should be doing more. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> when this guy was in NXT with his uh, cool entrance and that awesome song, he was without a doubt one of the biggest singles male stars they had ever had. He. It was not very long before he ended up being champion. Uh, WWE fumbled him. I think was he, he was. Yeah, he was on our list. He had to have been on our list. I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I will check. <laughs> I imagine. I imagine so. Too. I think it was, it was the list. entire uh, NXT class from our class. Oh yeah, that's right. I put them all into one yes, group. Yeah, one exactly. Conglomerated entry. Yes. Well, he's the top one out of that. Um. So yeah, like, how do you not make this guy into like a prominent solo star? And now I feel like he's got a little bit of work to do before, like, I'll believe that he's going to take that title, the main title, which is what it should be, or even the international title off yeah. of a John Moxley. I know. I know. And like he, when he debuted, is it a thing with Cody? And, and at that point, feuding with Cody was kind of part of me still a deal. Cody was, well, Cody was the Dolph Ziggler at the time. He was. He was, he was, he was top gatekeeper in, in AEW. And Malachi squashed him. And that should have been that as far as the story with Cody Rhodes. Malachi, oh, oh. what? Can you tell me the moment Malachi? Oh, it was when Arn blocked the Black Mass. Yes, that's <laughs> when it was done. That's when it was done. So, I mean, he should have been that feud with the short feud with Cody, beat him in ninety seconds, and then Cody's like, "I'm not messing with this guy anymore." Right. And Malachi should have been with that momentum pushed, push, push, mm-hmm. push. Yeah. And then he was, but instead he was stuck on Cody Island for months. Mm-hmm. There was the block, Arn blocking mm-hmm. the Black Mass with the damn forearm. And yeah. then uh, Malachi took an L to Cody. That was it. Yeah. That yeah. was it. Yeah. He, 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 like, from a creative standpoint, he could never recover from that. At one point, he asked for his release from AEW. He did. That's how frustrated yeah. he was there. Yeah. Especially I'm, uh, after coming off the frustrating, seemingly really frustrating experience at WB. Come here, you got high hopes, I imagine. And you go there, and it's kind of the same thing. One That's of the deflating. things. The, the 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 like the one phrase that stands out the most from like his statement about that was like um unfulfilled professionally unprof- unfulfilled promises and he was talking about both AEW and uh, and, and WWE mm-hmm. and uh and that sort of is is him in a nutshell now i think that he can he can uh dig his way out of that hole whether or not tony khan sees him in that light i don't know but man this guy could have been like the guy at either WWE or AEW. Dude, I am it is it is mind blowing that neither Vince nor Tony Khan saw him that way. And I'll be honest, I don't think this is one of those situations where it's like, oh, but you don't see what's going on. By every conceivable account, this guy is a professional backstage. There's an attention to detail he brings to his own creative that is like unmatched. Um and yeah, I, I think it's great that the House of Black are are such a strong trio they're such a strong group but this dude really should be one of your main faces of the company in the singles division yeah wrecking people he absolutely should yeah he should be you watch you watch his work in nxt and how the mystique 
was built up around Aleister Black in mm-hmm. NXT. And you think, okay, this guy is, he's got Undertaker potential in him in that respect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and basically the moment he stepped foot on the main roster, Mystique gone. They added the creaking <laughs> sound to his, his platform and it elevated during his entrance. And you're like, all right, yeah. they, they, this, they made this corny now. It was cool. He was like a vampire <laughs> rising up. Yeah, right. Yeah. But now it's corny. And <laughs> I just can't get behind it now because it's corny. Nothing, nothing, nothing tickles me so much as his one appearance, his very last appearance, which is like after a long time off, he shows up on SmackDown <laughs> to randomly black mask Biggie of all people. And then he's never, and then he gets released. He's, yeah. he's never seen again. <laughs> what happened to that one guy that gave Biggie the black mask? He just vanished. Really, they had those those cool like animated motion comic things for his return. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, they pumped the, a bunch the, of money into that stuff. Dark Father, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, and then he shows up black. That was all just a build. That was all a build just to just, just to release Big him. E with this finish, and he leaves. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, let's go ahead and move on with our list with number six. Six. Scorpio Sky. Now, you might be thinking, uh, wait, wasn't this guy uh, like the first AEW tag champion uh-huh. along with uh, Kazarian? That'd be correct. And uh, SCU, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he a uh, TNT champion, I think, two times? Yeah. Uh, including one time when he turned that TNT title into that cool Lakers gold and purple? Genie, he called it. Genie, yeah, after yeah. Genie Buzz. Yes. Not enough. Now, what's weird about him is that like he he took some time off because he had an injury, mm-hmm. and then they brought him back, and he was uh, prominently featured on the Collision advertisements. Yeah. Uh, and they used him like once or twice or something. Maybe twice. Then, like, I think he had a, a promo and then maybe a match. I think something like that. Uh, and, and then he hasn't really been seen since. No, he hasn't. Not at all. Not at all. It's odd. You know, uh, SCU, the group. SCU. Daniels, Kazarian. Scorpio Sky were super over, uh, you know, thanks to their being the elite stuff, oh, time in Ring of Honor. And when they all came to AEW, I don't know if they were necessarily everybody's first pick, be the first tag chance, but considering how over they were with the this is the worst town I've ever been in type thing, not surprising, especially if the Young Bucks kind of disqualified themselves, mm-hmm. that they would be the first champs. Yeah. And they didn't really, I don't know if they held the belts that long. Um, I don't know who this is, not to interrupt you, but like I was just looking at a cage match really quick to take uh a look at like what matches he's had. And I typed in Scorpio Sky, and before Scorpio Sky comes up, there's a wrestler named Fake Scorpio Sky. (laughs) I don't know the story there, but I'm not going to click on it. Anyways, interesting. Anyways, but after they dropped the tag tiles, I don't know. There was the the time with Dan Lambert's crew, him and Ethan Mm -hmm. Page, where it's like Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page, they're good talkers. They don't need Dan Lambert doing their talking for him. I thought that wasn't a terrible spot for them, though, because they were a team. 
Yeah. And uh, and they had a prominent position. Yeah, Dan Lambert was there boring us all. But, you know, eventually they were giving, like, Paige and Scorpio a little bit more mic time. They were featured. Fuck, what's even Ethan Page doing right now? He's he's still with Matt Hardy. He's with Hardy just, Party. Just, like, lingering with him? Like, yeah. What, th- that's weird. I mean, hell, you could put Ethan Page on this list. There's a lot of wrestlers you could put in this list. Because a lot of wrestlers came to AEW probably with the hope and the idea Hey, this is this is a place to give me an opportunity to 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 do to be involved more in creative and get more of my ideas utilized. Yeah, and we've heard time and time again that it's hard to get your ideas up the ladder, up the chain of command, so they get approved. Yeah. So you have yeah. a lot of people who are seemingly just kind of like, all right, well, I guess I'm sitting in catering today because I can't get my stuff on TV. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's the situation with Scorpio Sky or not because for a stretch he was really involved but it was the situation where it's like he was in positions where it didn't seem the best necessarily showcase what he could do yeah right yeah he's remember a good like, talker yet he had Tor- dan lambert do most sorry go ahead like no i'm sorry i keep on interrupting i'm sorry um sorry right. towards the end of scu or like right after scu i think it's when they broke up he they had like they aired like two vignettes for him where he's sort of out in the neighborhood or whatever, and he was like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be," it. and then they did nothing. Didn't do anything with it. Yeah. Did nothing. They put him with Paige, and then uh, and then he got injured. Uh, Wardlow got the title off him in July of 2022. He was gone for a whole year. Yeah, came back for the fourth episode of Collision, beat Action and Dreddy. There were several vignettes they ran for him, uh, and then uh, nothing since July 8th except for. Uh, that the zero hour all out charity battle royale. Oh, he was in that. That they had. He was in that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I don't get it, man. Cause like he was there at the beginning. Uh, phenomenal athlete, phenomenal yeah. wrestler. Yeah. Um, I was interested to see what they were going to do with like this new direction. And maybe it's, maybe it's a similar situation to like Awesome Kong where. He has a heart, which is kind of surprising because, like, you'd think he'd be close with like the elite, um, where he can't get, he can't get in the door for like the decisions, and he can't pitch stuff. I don't know what the hell it would be, yeah. but like, why have they not found anything for this guy for like literal years? We've been saying, man, he should probably. I remember people asking, "Hey, who who's gonna jump to WWE?" I was like, "It should be Scorpio's guy." Because, like, he shouldn't be stuck in a trios. He should be, like, you know, one of the... And at the time, WWE was hiring all sorts of old people. Um, uh, it was before. It was just before the 2.0 thing. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like, they got to do something. They have, they have matching, you know, move for move with Action and Dreddy, who's, like, 20 years younger than him. Yeah. And a phenomenal athlete. Like, he can yeah. still go. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I don't know what the problem is. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No idea. It's weird. It's confusing. So the guy link. They need to fix it. Uh, let's move on to number five. Five. Andrade El Idolo. You know, there's that speculation that he got in a fight with Sammy Guevara to try to get himself fired. Remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. When he was not, I mean, apparently he wasn't happy. Sort of his own ball drop right there. He really, it's not the best way to go about. Probably things, not. Probably you know. not. But, you know, again, it, from the very beginning. His debut yeah. in AEW. Oh, do you like, remember his debut? Yeah, with Vicky. <laughs> he just, you just hear her screeching voice, and then he just sort of like wanders out. Did it he, was honestly, it was like the most Lex Luger uh, really uh, entrance. Yeah, because he didn't have entrance music, did he? No, he didn't. He just sort of came out. Yeah, no entrance music for him. He just sort of walked out there. It was like remember when uh, Del Rio debuted for Impact and they had to re-debut him because like they put the wrong name up on the they Tron. Spe- they spelled his name on the wrong on the Tron. Yeah, right, exactly. So like Andrade comes out and it's like, oh man, that was underwhelming. Ooh. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. And then at again, least, was, at least FTR had a truck. They did. And then you know Andrade spent some time on Cody Island. Oh yeah, you know the match does. with the flaming table and stuff. That was rad. That yeah. was that was cool. But that yeah. was just sort of Cody going overboard on trying to get over with the fans. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you're finally coming around to that idea. No, I always knew that, oh, but it was right. awesome. Your contention yeah. is that that wasn't awesome. My no, contention I never is said that. I never said it wasn't awesome. I just said he did well, it to get over. Yeah, but you haven't specified that you thought it was awesome. You've never said that. Oh, I never said it wasn't awesome. Anyways, moving Anyways, on. Anyways, Andrade, again, source, he'll be on TV for... Oh, I, I know. Andrade will be on TV for four or five weeks and disappear. 
We just saw that. He was he was in a story <laughs> recently with the uh, House of Black. They stole his mask. He got his mask back. Where's he been? Even Malachi was like, hey, I'm not done with you yet, Andrade. Yeah. They pivoted to a feud with the Acclaim to drop the trios titles. Yeah. Where's Andrade been? Correction. You are done with me. <laughs> I know. Oh, I, say, no? I say you're done with me. How you know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, dude, I thought the mask thing, dude, why didn't they do Malachi versus Andrade for, you know, over the mask? They did Andrade versus Buddy. Like, where's the singles matches against Malachi? I know. It's crazy. I know. Like, I know. that's that's a feud I'd watch all day long because, you know, those matches be really good. I know, but they, yeah. they deny us those matches because of creative ineptitude over there sometimes, Steve. A lot I of know, time, man. honestly. That's the truth. That's the truth. Like there's matches that people want to see, people will pay money for. They're there, they're on the table, they're set up. Do they do them? No, and I don't know why. Like really big builds and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not like big the bill, bi- big yeah. builds, build. Like not and like bill. the build to the ladder match was decent with Buddy, but even if Andrade gets the mask back, say that they do the ladder match against Buddy, Andrade gets the mask back. It seemed like they were set up like Malachi is like, all right, you got it back, but you still have to get through me. No, dude, they did promos for that. Yes, and then pfft, yeah. it never happens. Wait, hold on. I have to go drop this trio's title to the acclaimed because right hand doesn't know what left hand is doing. One moment, Andrade. <laughs> <laughs> can you, can you just hold that thought? Wait, hold on. Here, can you sit at catering for four weeks while I drop the trio's titles? Because <laughs> that's Thank what you. it feels like, you know? And guess, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, Andrade is not alone. And then this. they don't revisit like you get, if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna detour, you got to get back on from the detour. I know, I know, and they don't do that over at AEW uh, very often. We're gonna talk about that in length later on with the number two entry. Oh my goodness gracious! Absolutely, because apparently that the, the match for him is never gonna happen. Well, let's go ahead and move on to number four so we can get to that one. Four, uh, number f- four, four, four. Santana and Ortiz. Like they why how come they weren't tag champions when they still wanted to be a team? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that is one of the more it's because uh, so like and this is not an excuse. The tag division then was so loaded. It's like they had so many they had like the Young Bucks, the Lucha Brothers, FTR. I get all that. FTR. But this is Santana and Ortiz. Yeah, no, they just made like it. They made like a dominant tag team in Kenny and Hangman. It's like, why did you do that? You have a bunch of tag teams already. They got a ton of tag guys. teams. Like, give, yeah. give Santana and Ortiz around with those belts. Come on. Yeah. They're great. They did great work. Let me impact. ask you this. What? They don't like each other now. Yeah, they're not, they're not winning tag titles anytime soon, though. <laughs> no, they're not. Well, okay, here's my, my, my thoughts on that. And I feel kind of bad publicizing this. Santana's going to find out pretty quickly. <laughs> That he's better off in a tag team, Larson. <laughs> hey, I ain't done a Wrestle Juice video for eight days. You know why? I know where my bread is buttered. <laughs> I'll get back to Wrestle Juice, but I'm just saying, uh, if I if I want to make some money, I'm stuck with this guy over here. Um, and I think Santana's going to figure that one out too, man. I think that he's going to figure out that they're going to get back together. Um, I wish him all the luck, and hopefully he finds happiness. But yes. LAX were a special team. Proud yeah, and powerful. They were. They're a they're a special team. They were, and uh, and I get it. Dude wants to do a, go a different direction in his career. Do you think had they won the tag titles, would that have made a difference? Would no, they I don't still? Think so. I don't think it would have made a bit of difference. So but like, it would have made a lot of people. Didn't they have like? I thought they had like a. Either a tag title match or they were like building to a tag title match before one of the New York shows. And it was like, oh, they're yeah, going to yeah, win yeah. them there. Didn't happen. And then they did not win them there. No, no. <laughs> I mean, like they were constantly involved. Obviously, they were in the inner yeah. circle. You know, they yeah, were right. involved in stuff. Yeah. But far too often it was in support of Chris Jericho as mm-hmm. opposed to doing their own thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. And yeah. and pursuing tag team gold. Instead, it was just, hey, we're we're couple of Chris Jericho's dudes here and so we'll yeah. back him up and not much else yeah right. um and I wonder if that alignment with Chris Jericho maybe ha- kept them from maybe being more prominently featured in the tag division itself 
Sort of a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Because like you're with Jericho, who's a high profile guy. It's like, oh cool, we're gonna get we're gonna be in a faction. We'll be the tag team of the faction. But yeah. then Jericho was like, Hey Sammy, let's go tag together. It's like, why are you doing that? And that was actually like a story for a week and a half and then they dropped it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, like it, it is kind of surprising that Tony Khan never was like, Hey, we're going to New York. Let's go ahead and do it, and then and then the titles on him. Do it. Didn't yeah, do. yeah. But I don't know. Maybe maybe it's for the best because maybe Tony Khan saw the writing on the wall. He was like, these guys don't really like each other. He gets them in the office, and he's like, all right, XLAX, I got some good plans for you guys. Why are you not looking at each other? Why are you sitting <laughs> what, on opposite sides of the room? <laughs> What's with this awkward silence? Does that is that good for you? Do you guys want to talk about it? You don't want to talk about it at all. Okay. Maybe he saw right. the writing on the wall. I mean, that's entirely possible. We were not there backstage in those conversations. Mm-hmm. We don't in know. In those conversations. We're, we're, we're just like awesome Kong. We're not in the room, Larson. Yes. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to number three. Three. Wardlow. So, you know, I know ahead. that you and I had talked about how at uh, Brawl Out, uh, MJF, you know, there was the contract issues that was it all yeah that was it all out there were the wasn't it all out no it was double or nothing double or nothing golly double or nothing it was in vegas um so mjf wanted more of the money who who could blame him he was making like you know uh, sixty thousand dollars a year at the time i'm joking i don't know what his salary was and uh and so he staged like a bit of like a mini holdout type situation apparently leaked that he had a plane ticket going out somewhere or something like that. Yeah. Going back home and or something like that. Going back home. Yeah. And uh, so everybody was like, Oh, is he going to show up for the Wardlow match? Because they had built Wardlow up for this big moment. And it, the match was just sort of paint by numbers. MJF. You could tell he was sort of like on the verge of pulling like an Austin Aries in his last impact match. And Wardlow gives him the power bomb symphony. He gets the win. And then they put him in. And we had thought, oh, that, that kind of killed Wardlow. But I'll be honest with you, the lawsuit, the lawsuit angle, angle immediately following like, it. Yeah, the first dynamite afterwards, he's in a storyline with Mark Sterling. You're like, no, they, 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 they have no intention of really building this guy up. And the promo when he said, mm, I don't really want to go after the world title. I want to go get my old, my shitty TNT title back. That killed him. And Wardlow's world. Basically, he started doing everything he shouldn't have done Basically. after the MJF. Match. Basically, I mean, he he can't dictate what his storyline, so he couldn't dictate. Oh, you're gonna have a lawsuit angle after you have what is supposed to be this huge match against MJF. Because yes, it the match against MJF was very kind of paint by numbers and formulaic, and it wasn't the huge moment that I think it was being built up to be for Wardlow. Yeah, it's right. like here I I've, I'm now be my old man now here in AEW and with that uh it's, it's off to go pursue championship gold mm-hmm, yeah well you start building on that I mean I thought at the time we talked about now that he's under AEW contract record zero zero mm, yeah right he's not working for MJF anymore he's working for AEW he starts over yeah and you tell that story mm-hmm. building him up uh instead lawsuit angle pretty quickly going after the TNT title and it just felt like at every step, rather than taking time to build him up, they were trying to be like, all right, we want him to be over with the crowd because we want him to maybe be the guy that takes this belt off MJF in a year whenever he wins it. So we got to build him up. And we got to do it quickly. And none of the quick fixes were effective in building him up. Quite the opposite, in fact, because look at him now. Mm-hmm, He's yeah, not on right, TV. Yeah. He hasn't been on TV for a while. They tried pairing him with Arn Anderson, which isn't a terrible idea. Yeah, right. Yeah. Went nowhere. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what's next for him. They've tried like three kind of small repackages over the last year and a half, and none of them have worked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. Last time we saw him is when uh, Luchasaurus and Christian uh, uh, defeated him for the title, and they started their terrific run. That was in the very first episode of Collision. Mm-hmm. That was uh, three months ago. That was back in June. Wow. It's been um, three months. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been three months, and he hasn't been seen yet. Now, it's possible, I guess. Actually, I wanted to see. Hold on a second. I want to just given that that Jade is where she's at. 
I'm kind of curious, like, when did he debut for AEW? Remember okay. those vignettes that they ran where they hit oh, the parking, parking lot, lot that vignette? Was, that yeah. was like very early days of Dynamite. It was really early. So, okay. Was this his first, his first actual match? Was the steel cage match against Cody? Yeah, because he was he was MJS heavy before that. Yeah, that's right. And he kind of caught Cody when he uh, when he leaped left, left off the cave. Cage. Yeah, the moon salt off the cage. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, you're right. Early dynamite would have been late 2019. Mm-hmm. It's possible. It's possible his contract might be coming up. That's I was possible. I was surprised when we got that when the Fightful report came in about Jade's because I think we were just speculating on what her contract was like. Maybe maybe Wardlow's like, eh, you know what? I'm just gonna sit out for a little while and see how this contract thing plays out. Um, that's just speculation on my yeah, part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, speculation coming. You know, going into Double or Nothing in his match against MJF, it seemed like all right because they built him up really effectively in that story, mm, really effectively. Yeah. He's, and you, you, you assume he's getting that win over MJF, and then the push is on. And it was, but they just, every step was seemingly the wrong step. Yeah, right. And yeah. nothing hit. And people would cheer for the Powerbomb Symphony, and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, he lost the TNT title at the Sacramento Dynamite. And then whoa, about six weeks later, won it right back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what is this? A couple of, couple of squash matches on Dynamite, and then uh, he beats Christian in a, in that ladder match, a double or nothing. Mm-hmm. And then beats Hager on a random Dynamite a month, uh, two weeks later, and then three days after that, he loses to Luchasaurus. So yeah. Weird shit. <laughs> I yeah, don't know what the weird, deal with that is, weird. man. People weird. love Wardley. He's a creative wrestler, too. He always adds new stuff to his arsenal. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's move on to. I know we're getting, we're chomping at the bit to get this one. Number two. Two. Keith Lee. Yeah, that about describes it. That about describes it. We're coming up on a year when Swerve and Our Glory broke up. Oh my God! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say when he debuted in AEW. No, when, November of last year is when <laughs> Swerve and Our Glory broke up. Wow! Not one singles match. I mean that that's just kind of emblematic of how little Keith Lee has been used since showing up and coming to AEW. Um, he had his his first match against Isaiah Cassidy, I believe, in a qualifier for. Oh, was that the Owen tournament? The first Owen Face tournament? Face of the Revolution qualifier. Face the Revolution qualifier. Thank you. Um, and like the, the time was swerved. The tag team was great. There was always mm-hmm. that tension that they're together as long as they win. They, they made all, the, all those allusions to Shaq and Kobe, and it was some good stuff. But it's ever since Swerve and Her Glory broke up, he's barely on TV. Yeah. Yeah, they put him in another tag team with Dustin Rhodes, who wrestles on and they wrestle on Rampage more often than mm-hmm. not. Yeah, and seemingly they're never going to do the Swerve Keith Lee match, and I don't know why. Is it a situation where they're like, we don't want either one of them to lose, so let's just not do the match? You know what? There's creative ways around that. You could tell stories, yeah. you know, in, in, in a creative fashion. So guess what? Someone could take an L, but still come out of it looking really good. So there was a period of time when I thought that, like, okay, because I know Keith Lee had been very open about, like, his illness. Uh, I think he was dealing with COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that led to some, you know, some complications. And and I had the thought maybe, just maybe, this wasn't a creative thing. It was trying to protect his health by limiting a little bit, you know, his in-ring stuff. But, I don't know, you don't do an angle where, like, a dude crushes a cement cinder block on another guy if you're not going to follow up with it. And then they had the bit where, like, the lethal lottery thing where they were thrown together, and then they didn't do anything with it. Nope. And now I'm just thinking, do these guys hate each other for reals and they just they don't want to work with each other? I just think it's, I don't know, uninspired creative. There's I don't know what the issue could possibly be. It's crazy. It's creative ineptitude is what it is. That's what I sort of think it is. Like, I'm always willing to give the benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, there's stuff that I'm not aware of. Fine. I get it. I'm not going to give it too much shit. But there's too many things to show that, like, I, they could totally do this match. Yeah, I don't, they I, should. I don't, it makes sense. It's the storyline that coming right out of the breakup of the team. 
if you if you take three months to tell the story of them feuding, you could structure it away where they both look like main event guys coming out of it. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's really weird. And then, um, they, and then yeah, it, oh, this is another entry, right? We could probably go on an hour about why this is a massive ball drop of what they did with Keith Lee or what, haven't they, what they haven't been doing with Keith Lee. I'll just punctuate it with this. And and honestly, I think so much of it is just really the worst. Like Keith Lee is probably more than anybody victim to just really bad timing. Because if you think, if you remember the last image of him in NXT holding, but he was their double champ, mm-hmm. had the North American and the main title, and then he gets called up right out of that. Instead of using him to build up NXT, he's the face of the brand, which everybody knew he could be. He had those amazing spots during like the Rumble and a Survivor Series yeah. with Brock and Roman. Yeah. And it was like, this right here is the future of WWE. Everybody believed it. Yeah. He beat Randy at his first pay-per-view match pretty handily and pretty quickly. And then you get Bearcat. And it's like, what? Why? Okay, is this his thing? Did he? Was he into the? But no, apparently he does not. It was. He did not want to be Bearcat. It was a Vince thing. It was a Vince thing. Uh, And then he ends up getting released. And then AEW is like, oh wow, okay, they're gonna know what to do with him. And it's like, how do you drop a ball that big? That's that's huge. That's so crazy. And you put him in a tag team. That's when when they put him in a tag team. That's when I was like, oh, is he still? Like yeah. maybe if he's in a tag team, he doesn't have to carry an entire match. Uh, Dustin's reliable. Like maybe it's just protecting his health, but I don't. It doesn't seem like that. It, at this I mean, point, he was just on collision, like saying that he's there. He's going to do solo stuff, and so do you know, the, he do made allusion to swerve during that promo. He said, yeah, he said he "Someone's avoiding me." And that's why I was wondering, you know, AEW they do, and again, this is all speculation, and it, it you know, it's just us sort of. When you can't wrap your head around why a guy isn't being used on TV, then you start looking for answers. Yeah. And you know, in AEW, they do like that, you know, like people take shots at each other. There was a guy named CM Punk who would do that shit all the time. All the time. And I'm like, is Keith Lee just throwing shade, like for real, at Swerve? And Swerve's like, I don't want to have a match against you. Don't know. Why? That'd be weird, though, right? That'd be yeah, weird. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation is weird, Larson. I know. It doesn't I know. add it up. Weird. It doesn't add up. Something's, yeah, it is weird. It is strange. It doesn't add up. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to number one. One. Jade Cargill. I was so excited when I saw your list because I was I was uh, pushing you. I was pressuring you earlier on the show that we shot today. Yeah. Or AW Not recap, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Thursday. Uh, and, and I was like, Jade Cargill should be pretty high on the list. And what did I tell you? I didn't realize that you would make her the highest, but you did, yes. and I appreciate it because, because she belongs here. Absolutely, and, and, and just about anybody on the AEW roster, she had the most potential to be a massive mainstream crossover superstar. You got that right. And the fact that Tony Khan didn't utilize her to her fullest potential. Mm-hmm. And I know people say, well, she was undefeated up until the Statlander loss, and she had the TBS title for what about a year or whatever look at the story she was involved in right name yeah. more than maybe one that's memorable the only one i remember is nyla rose stealing the title because yeah. nyla rose is really well i remember the, the taya one where the taya you can't oh, use yeah. my finisher one yeah that's, that's kind of the only two i remember yeah most of those wins were 90 seconds two minutes here's the thing we know jade's dominant yeah right Get her involved in stories. And that's why I like the Nyla one. That's why I kind of like the Taya one. The few stories she was involved in where she seemed a bit vulnerable and had to, mm-hmm. to overcome odds and obstacles. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, right. Even yeah. if she is a heel, I want to mm-hmm. see her with her back against the wall have to fight to, re- to hold on to her title or her winning streak, whatever the case was. But so many of her matches were just completely devoid of drama because you knew the outcome. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so when you go into, regardless if you're winning 60, 70, 80, 100, 90 matches in a row, if you know the outcome, there's not a whole lot of benefit really to you other than padding your stats, but this is a choreographed sport. For sure, yeah, yeah. You can try yeah. to kayfabe meaning in these numbers, but mm-hmm. ultimately this, it's, they're there for storyline purposes. They don't mean mm-hmm. anything in terms of actual competition. Yeah. So it's about the drama. It's about the stories being told. Yeah. And if... 
Tony Khan never found any sort of consistent way to tell stories with Jade that would elevate her. Mm-hmm. In his mind, is like, well, she'll just win a bunch and she'll be elevated. You got to be involved in interesting stories. That's pro wrestling's a storytelling medium. Yeah, you got to do stuff with it. Yeah, you got to do like Goldberg sort of meant nothing until like they finally got him involved, and it's like, oh, he's actually going to be winning the U.S. title. That's cool, yeah. and he's going to yeah. be mixing it up with people. And I'm not using Goldberg as 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 sort of like you know the 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 the, the prototype for you know storytelling or anything, but you know. I wonder if like Tony Khan maybe, you know, was like, hey, man, we got to have our Goldbergs. We got to, you know, Jade Cargill, she's our Goldberg. And then Wardlow, he's our Goldberg. And then he's like, all right, so we got them going. That's great. Okay. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and steal from the Goldberg blueprint. How did Goldberg eventually, uh, what happened with him? What? A cattle prod. Oh, shit. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no, no. I can't do that. No. And so he just doesn't have it. He's like, I don't know what to do. Now. So they'll just, win. they'll just win and win and win and win. And then if that's not working, then they'll lose. And, and then we'll go back to the drawing board. But I like, mean, we, that's with, when you. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, even with Jade, like they put it with Mark Sterling. Oh, the worst. Why? Yeah. Like I thought the, when, when she was aligned with Stokely, I thought that was promising. That was cool. Yeah. Um, but that lasted, what, a month, month and a half. Mm hmm. But just the 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 having Star, Sterling be her manager, no, let let's, let her stand on her own. Mm-hmm, yeah, let her stand yeah. on her own. Yeah, it just you know I like and I I actually did like a lot of the stuff with with Kira Hogan and Layla and Red Velvet. I thought the I thought the ongoing saga of the baddies I thought was actually pretty solid. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I think that she's going to get a tremendous response. Yeah. In WWE. And that's why I really hope, you know, if she goes to NXT first, I feel like her main roster debut is going to be a little watered down. Mm-hmm. If you just have her go to main roster, the debut are the same way in the same in a similar fashion to how Cody was debuted. Yeah. That's a start. You remember Cody went to NXT first? That's that's no yeah, man. Go no. Main roster debut there would fall a little flat. No. Like look, no offense. Chris Statlander is a terrific wrestler. If you get your hands on Chris Statlander, she can go to NXT. But Jade Cargill, nah, man, nah. no, man, no, Fox, Fox, not even t- cable, network. Yeah, network TV, right to the yeah. top, top of the card. Yep, top of the card. She's card. she's gonna be a massive superstar, assuming WWE books her correctly, and assuming they give her the right name, which is Jade Powers. Well, he, Jade Cargill should stay Jade Cargill. Jade Powers, and then like you could use the booming voice, and describes her on the way to the ring. Look at her, magnificent! Isn't that essentially uh, Eva Marie's deal? Right, yeah. But instead of the booming, but you have Vince's voice. God damn it! Look at her! Look at her! She's magnificent. Horrendous! Terrible! Horrendous! Hey, I still maintain that one yearly uncensored pay per view with Vince and Jesse Ventura is a great idea commentary. God damn it! It'd be an absolute train wreck. Is what it would be. What the fuck is Gallows doing in there? <laughs> I mean, if it's there for one match to make fun of, of, of Gallows, then maybe that's worth it. We'll see. Probably uh, not, the, maybe. How about a, yeah, a pay-per-view that's just meant to troll Vince <laughs> and he gets to sit at commentary? God damn it. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll see you around. Goodbye. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience 
and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.